Hello everyone, welcome to the live podcast. I'm Yati Grosjean, I'm joined by Marty Sleever as always. Hello. And we got fighting games on the brain is what we've got. Yeah. I know I do because I've been planning to have a look at Street Fighter 6 this afternoon after nice. all this. Because I keep hearing people say that it's actually quite fun even if you're not one of the sweaties. Yeah, it's a fighting game made for us, the non-sweaties. Um, yeah, which is certainly attractive because uh, I have a, quite a history with fighting games. I've never liked playing them. Yeah, it feels like it is. It is. It's either the most niche popular genre or the most popular niche genre. I feel like it is the closest thing to being on a, a sort of threshold there of any genre. Yeah. I group it with real-time strategy in that, A, mm-hmm. I don't really get into it because it seems very technical. Mm-hmm. seems like you have to have too many things going in your head at once that I can't handle because I'm a weak, pussy little girly man. Uh, I mean, you know, something else that's not quite as offensive. And uh, the fighting games and strategy games both feel like they've been taken over by the sweaties in the video game world. It's only the sweaties who seem to be that interested in playing them for for their actual intended gameplay experience. Okay, so yeah, that's that's sort of an interesting thing because uh, it's strange because I know the people I know who play fighting games are lumped into two categories. They are like the Casey's, where Casey is like in, in Casey reviewed Street Fighter Six. He's got thousands of hours in Smash. He's like he he likes learning the ins and outs of fighting games. Yeah, and then I, I also have Smash friends. Ag- I saw him play Smash against uh, Jack's son when we were in Milwaukee. Did he win? Did yeah. he, or did he pay you guys to say to, to not tell anyone if he lost? No, it just sort of happened. Really, we were just picking up some stuff at Jack's house. His son was there. Casey challenged him to smash. I think the idea that Casey's challenges random people on the street at Smash. Well, apparently that's what you do in Street Fighter. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I have also a lot of friends who are very casual who play, like literally, they'll play Madden, they'll play Call of Duty, and then they'll buy Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. So to them, it's mm. like it's a casual thing, and they're not getting like crazy online, but they buy it for you know a handful of different reasons that we'll get into. You so that's why to me it always sits on that weird precipice of like. You know, in in the '90s, fighting games were were massive, especially when um, we we had an episode like a year ago or so when we talked about the arcades. Like they were propping up the arcade industry, especially the sort of Mortal Kombat, Street well, Fighter they've, rivalry. They've always been like the quintessential couch co-op game, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, and they've always been like you don't need to know how to play games to just hit buttons and see your your people fight. And like the rules of a fighting game well, on a base level are pretty simple, right? That's how I always play. Just sort of yeah. mash and hope for the best. Usually like stumble yeah. upon one move that seems to do very well and just repeat that until I really, really annoy the person I'm playing against. Yeah. <laughs> there you I had go. a friend, I had a, a very competitive friend who likes fighting games and I like played a fighting game with him once. And um, I think in Douglas Adams' book, The Meaning of Lif, where he has uh, a bunch of comedy uh, new words with comedy definitions, one of the words he had, I forget the, what the word actually was, but the definition was to beat an expert in a game of skill by playing so appallingly that none of his established strategies work against you. And that's how I was beating this dude in this fighting yeah. game he was really good at. There you go. Just like, like going <laughs> with the buttons. And I yeah. beat him once. And then like uh, after a while, like he was like, okay, I've figured you out now. Let's play again. And I was like, yeah. no. 
I'm going to retire. No, got- un- I'm going to retire undefeated, and that really pissed him off. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's the fun I have with fighting games. But yeah, as someone who's really interested in narrative design in video games, mm-hmm. I've always been attracted to fighting games as something that's very pure in terms of characterization. It's a mm-hmm. it's a genre where they can't rely on anything but how a character looks, acts, talks, and moves to get you hooked. And yeah. A lot of fighting games have uh, lent into that by having characters with elaborate looks and very like flamboyant personalities. And that's why I I don't like playing them, but I actually really enjoy watching people play fighting games, and I like watching footage mm-hmm. of people playing fighting games. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, and it seems like you can draw a line. Like fighting games feel like the uh, like they were the the predecessor to um, the way when we talk about like the way characters are designed in in hero shooters, you know, or mm-hmm. starting with um, the the classes in Team Fortress, but then going all the way to um, you know something like Overwatch, where like the the sort of distinct look and design of a character you can you could take a single look at them and you can look at their silhouette or look at look at like their sort of idle animation and before even playing in your mind you can sort of the wheels start turning of who is this character how do they play like what is their role who are the types of people who would sort of leaned into a character like this um in a way that when you when you look at one of the one of the classes in um mm. in team fortress a similar thing kind of pops up yeah, like right from the beginning, Street Fighter 2. We don't talk about Street Fighter 1. There was a Street Fighter 1, but nobody remembers it. Street Fighter 2 yeah. was all about silhouettes and instant recognition of characters. Mortal Kombat, yeah. not so much. Mortal Kombat was came about because they got like three stuntmen and got them to wear a bunch of different costumes and photograph <laughs> them. And they all had basically the same build. So, yeah. you know, obviously there's no silhouette advantage when everyone's like the same ninja with a slight color palette tweak. Yeah, yeah, but it had the it had the titillation factor, right? It had the Mortal Kombat was yeah. able to succeed because it was like, hey, we what if we just make this extremely gory and uh, get the ire of um, pearl clutching uh, uh, parents and politicians, and then that will make it even more popular. But in later years, the Mortal Kombat's uh, were, uh, were went into full three D. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was, they still all had basically the same body type, especially in Mortal Kombat Nine. Yeah, uh, but I've always like sought out the Nether Realm fighters, especially in recent years, because they really lean into the character thing. Because they have that thing yep. where uh, the characters have unique opening dialogue depending on who you're fighting against. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all got uh, the uh, unique special attacks, uh, the unique brutalities and fatalities, which is a big characteristic of the series. And babyalities, don't forget about babyalities and yeah. friendships. That said, I do think whoever's writing the Netherrealm fighters writes them to be almost hilariously fucking lame. Yeah. And that's why I've always sought them out because even though I've, uh, I've always reviewed them because not because I'm into the gameplay, but because the story campaigns are always really fun to make fun of. Yeah. Like they're probably of the, of the big, um, of sort of the, the top tier fighters, they're the ones that, especially since the the Mortal Kombat Nine kind of reboot and then Injustice, they're, so, they're, they're the ones so that have few, leaned the heaviest into yeah. uh, really like presenting their story modes. There's so few big fighting game franchises anymore. I I get the sense maybe that's sort of changing, but fighting mm-hmm. games sort of stopped being a thing for the longest time, as the video games were, fo- were focused more on 
the single player narrative stuff of the like uncharted era yeah and uh, then even the rise of of shooters as sort of the go-to multiplayer um, yeah and relatedly you know, mobas uh hero shooters that sort of thing yeah yeah um but it does seem like this year i mean so we we mentioned street fighter 6 which released last week um to rave reviews to um it has the highest uh far and away the highest concurrent players on steam of any fighting game ever it, it surpassed the next one by double um which i mean for a long time the pc was sort of a dead zone when it came to fighting games like it was yeah, you think, play on a console or you play in the i think the sweaties have come back to it because it's one of the best platforms for using your own custom weird arcade stick controllers that the sweaties like mm-hmm. so much yeah i mean that is also like when we think of uh uh the, one of the reasons why it might be you know either the biggest niche genre or the smallest mainstream genre is because it has this air of uh uh intimidation to it right of mm. I it's intimidating to go into a game where you feel like you're bad and you're gonna play against people who are really good. Yeah, it's intimidating like said, to go to a genre yeah. that has their own weird large plastic controllers that a lot of people use. Like I said, I've watched a lot of footage of people playing fighting games and it's very mm-hmm. intimidating when they crack off those incredible combos that like knock yeah. out entire health bars. But it's exciting to like it is it is easy to read and visualize in a way that like when I try to watch League of Legends or, or Dota or something like it is still mumbo jumbo to me or like a 4X game like it is literally hard for me to like parse what is actually happening on screen you know whereas a fighting game is ostensibly a it's like a I don't know like a shonen anime like a tournament arc from uh, Dragon Ball Z or My Hero Academia or well um, I've sort of Hunter like, Hunter. I've sort of given up on trying to get into them because as I understand it uh, I mean, I've played games where the idea is to, you know, focus on the fighting engine. Dark Souls and Souls Like Like It, for example. Uh, it's all about seeing what the opponent is doing, anticipating mm-hmm. it, and making a proper response. Yeah. And the thing with fighting games is that it's all of that, but with fractions of a second given for reaction time. And I just yeah. can't cope with that. I can't cope yeah. at that level. Um, which is funny because that's what a shooter is, right? Ostensibly, but I guess I suppose. But it's fact it that it's combined with, with uh, having trying to remember all the different things you can do. Yeah, I so mean, that's maybe the difference. As a shooter, is you you have a fraction of yeah. a second to react, but what you're going to do is probably hit the mouse button or the yeah. trigger. When yeah, you look with at the them. shooter, you can do one thing: point at the mm-hmm. thing and press the button. With fighting games, the average character in a fighting game there's like ninety different things they could do at any given moment, and half of them require insane button combinations that feel like trying to break your speed record for opening your school locker door yeah <laughs> but you're doing it in a dream while you're uh, yeah. while you're standing in jelly um yeah it is uh you mentioned the souls games earlier but you can't like there's a some of the dna of fighting games is found in other genres you find it kind of in beat-em-ups you find them in the, the spectacle oh, fighters, a, as you call what them what is a you beat-em-up find... if not a fighting game with the one other person taken away yeah, exactly. And and that's even evolved into like the Yakuza games and everything. Uh, and, and then, like you said, even fighting a boss in a Souls game is is uh, absorbing the information and, and reacting to it on the fly. So there are similarities there in the same way, you know, a lot of genres share certain uh, strands of DNA with each other. Hmm. Um, but it is it was interesting to look at uh, like I looked at the 100 best selling games well, the approximation of the 100 best selling games of all time and the only fighting game on there um, and some people might even argue it's not a fighting game is Smash Ultimate. 
Um, well, I was going to bring that up because wasn't it like literally Nintendo's intention to just make a button mashy game where anyone could play because they could just pick their favorite character and then button mash to victory? Yeah, but the, but the sweaties wouldn't have it. <laughs> the the, the sweaties have like have... figured out how to optimize their smash play. Yeah, even against people who just play Donkey Kong and spam the attack where he just smacks the ground and takes everything apart. Yeah. And it I was mean, like it did, it didn't feel like the original Smash really had a competitive scene, but then when Melee came out for GameCube, that's when it felt like everything kind of changed. Maybe because well, that was also the turn of the century was close to the rise of of yeah. sort of the FGC, the internet propagating the fighting game community. Don't Smash Sweaties have a rule that they have to turn items off because items just randomly sort of like Mario Kart, funny enough. Yeah, just randomly PC has that rule. Sort of randomly grand victory to people. PC has that rule. Um, Casey, uh, will, will, um, sometimes like swallow his pride and play with us with items on to appease us. But no, Casey, in a, in a perfect world, Casey would remove all items from Smash and Mario Kart because, um, he hates fun. Like an absolute monster. Presumably, Um, yeah. Yeah. Some people just Uh, think it's terribly important to demonstrate that they're the best at playing the silly button mashy game for small children. That's silly button mashy game. Oh my God. You can't say that to Smash fans. They're going to be upset with you. I've been trying to like find games I could play with my very uncoordinated three-year-old on the Switch because mm-hmm. she likes playing games, but she just can't. She just doesn't know how to hold a controller yet. She yeah. like holds it with one hand and like moves the stick with the other hand. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And so I've been looking for things, and one of the things, one of the articles I found suggested was just to play Mario Kart, because there are modes in Mario Kart where you can just turn off the, the being, you can turn off needing to steer, the game will just steer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of the the auto steer, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Nintendo does a good job. Like they do a bad job of uh, accessibility in most things, like uh, yeah. Zelda's accessibility and like ability to change controls and stuff like that is pretty terrible. It's but weird, they do try it? to like make their games and allow people to like have an easier go of it if you're if you're younger. Historically, they've been so bad at accessibility options; they won't even let you they change really. controls in most games. No, because Miyamoto so, has figured out the perfect way to control your character, and changing it would be blasphemous. Yeah, and yet they'll let you—they'll just take over the steering in Mario Kart if you're yeah. under five <laughs> years old. Uh, yeah, you mentioned though how it does seem like the community was always there, but it does seem like um, fighting games—you know—maybe fell to the wayside in terms of being like at the top of a mountain for a while. Uh, but this mm-hmm. year is this culmination of—you know—we have Street Fighter Six. Um, we just got the reveal of Mortal Kombat 1, which is the sort of the reboot next oh, next game in the don't series. get me started. Uh-oh. Are you upset at a canonical change in the Mortal Kombat timeline? They've done this like nine times. Yeah. They, re- they rebooted the timeline for Mortal Kombat 9. And uh, so like all previous storyline was just in the bin. Yeah. And then they did it again in Mortal Kombat 11. They said, okay, uh, we've decided to basically subtract the whole concept of continuity 
from the established plot altogether. Now, absolutely yeah. nothing is canon because we can just say, oh, we've that the timeline got reset again. It's sort of impressive that they keep doing it within the continued canon timeline instead of just, you know, saying, okay, this is completely unrelated to previous games. It's just a new thing. Yeah. They keep like in universe rebooting. And it's and it's sort of impressive, but it also means that you can't really have any stake in the plot of Mortal Kombat anymore. I mean, it feels like it kind of makes sense that NetherRealm does the Injustice games because it's like comic books, right? That, a character I've dies that, in a comic book and you kind of roll your eyes because you're like, well, that character is clearly not going to I've that. expressed that very sentiment in Zero mm-hmm. Punctuation in the past. I was like, uh, maybe Mortal Kombat caught some kind of disease off of the DC Universe when they were doing that crossover. And now Mortal Kombat has got superhero comics disease. Yeah. But I mean, do you like when in a fighting game, the characters are the currency, right? It yeah. is like... Yeah the characters are the content and so like are they gonna be like we've killed scorpion our most famous character and he's not coming back and it's like well that would be no, like oh, if no, like they're not gonna do that <laughs> but it's like do you, is that what you want like do you I want mean, the they, story to they have kill, like, stakes? i mean the, i mean they kill him in every game if you want to be pedantic. yeah oh sure yeah yeah they kill all the characters in every game it's called yeah. mortal combat people die from it yeah <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, it funny, is, uh, it's funny to contrast like standard play against the story campaigns in those. Yeah, because yeah, the story campaigns are they like superhero comics or like Saturday morning cartoons? Everyone sure. like has a fight for the flimsiest of possible reasons, and then they're yeah. just oh, yeah, I'll get you next time, Sub Zero and yeah. Scarper. It's great. It's perfect. Um, yeah, it's and then done. we're also getting tech. We're also getting a new Tekken game this year, and so those are probably the three. Maybe along with like Soul Calibur, the three um, the three series that have been around the longest that uh, um, are it's, still kind of going strong, especially in the AAA yeah. space. Well, it certainly seems like they're coming back. Although, yeah, all, uh, like previously established series, I'm not sure there's much mileage in creating new fighting games. So I mean, yeah, all, like, could you do you think if someone came out with an all new? one-on-one fighting game with all new roster of characters there'd be any interest it feels like this is a very nostalgia fueled niche so it's interesting because yes it's nostalgia fueled in that we'll get new entries in dead or alive or virtual fighter or these series that have been long around forever or when we get a new fighting game it is tethered to a known property which is what happens a lot and it happened a lot even like when i was growing up and i'd rent a bunch of fighting games it would be like here's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Tournament Fighter, and here's the Star Wars Masters of Tarascasi, which was a very bad fighter. Or here was Air Guys, which was Square Enix making a fighting game, but being like, we'll put a lot of Final Fantasy VII characters in there. It seems like you always have to do that. I mean, yeah. you always got to like sort of draw people in with uh, characters you know. Even shit like Soul Calibur would like cross over with Star Wars and Assassin's Creed. Sure. And Mortal Kombat is like the king of crossovers. They had like yeah. Mortal Kombat 10 had every horror character that would return their phone calls. And Mortal yeah, Kombat 11 exactly. has, has RoboCop and fucking Rambo and Yeah, yeah, and, like the Xenomorph and then the yeah. rumors of the new game are having like uh Homelander from uh The Boys and Peacemaker from they the brought, show. So it's like they brought in Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. Who the fuck's thought about Spawn in the last 15 years? He was, all, he was also in Street Air and uh, Soul Calibur 2. Spawn's oh, really gotten go. his way around. Yeah, well, he's yeah, but to, that was like... He's got to get along somewhere. I mean, I don't know what got me to buy the GameCube version of Soul Calibur 2 was because Link was in it. And then I think Soul Calibur 3 had like Yoda or Darth Vader in it. And so it's like a very... Uh, I, 
don't know. There is there is something I guess exciting about being like I know that character. I could be that character and show. Well, like that I said, it's a, it's an almost purely character based experience. So it's fun to yeah. see a character we recognize in that context. Yeah, and so you get um, you get entire franchises that are based on that. Like most big anime have like you know fighting anime. You have the Dragon Ball Z games have gotten fighting games. Demon Slayer yeah. has gotten fighting games. Um, there was a One Punch Man fighting game. A what? Yeah, he just, he just he just punched once. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, easy peasy. Um, yeah, and then obviously uh, uh, one of the most beloved ones, at least in my memory, was uh, Marvel versus Capcom because that was just vomiting a bunch of characters that I could Brad Pitt point at and be like, I know them from comics, or okay, I know them from a, Mega Man. This is an internet fun fact that's very vintage. But okay. uh, did you know there that there is there is a Japanese Les Misérables fighting game? Get the fuck out of here. There really? Is. Yes. It's called Arm Joe. It's some kind of Japanese pun. And uh, you can play as Jean Valjean. You can play as uh, Val, uh, like uh, Javert. You can play as a robot version of Jean Valjean. You can play as this. the Thanadiers. You can play as um, Eponine. <laughs> Why? Because Les Miserables is really big in Japan. Is it really? Yeah, they love it. Okay, that's great. I, I like Labor's Rob. Like, I, like, I There's just, a, there is a weird connection between Japan and classic French literature. They love Les Miserables. Uh, they pay tribute to uh, Arsene Lupin with Arsene Lupin the sure. Third. Yeah. Uh, half the characters in the Persona games are like based are, on works of French exactly. literature. I was about to, there's two types of people in the world when they hear Arsène Lupin they either think of Lupin the Third or um, they think of Persona 5 shout out to Persona or 5 or they think of the original Arsène Lupin books nerds nerds no only two only two in my in my book he like Persona also got its fighting games though he was one of the original pop culture crossovers they, there was a Sherlock Holmes Arsène Lupin crossover back in the day uh, well, that makes sense they're both yeah. they're both trying to solve mysteries I can get that no no Arsène get- Lupin was a master thief Oh yeah! So Wait, so we're like I'm trying to. Yes, they oh. were working against each other. You see, it was like a it was like a spy versus spy kind of thing. Yeah, this is incredible. Yeah, um, so it's weird. The Japanese just really like pulp French literature from like the I'm, 19th century. I'm, I'm taken aback by that. That is uh, that is that is pretty incredible. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna now search, uh, search that games out. There you but go. then they've also there's there's a history of trying to tether a game to a property and it sort of kind of failing like sonic fighters i don't think anyone's uh, yeah. lining up the gates to, to play sonic fighters i mentioned masters of terrace Kasi, the star wars one which was a massive failure uh do you remember the castlevania fighting game for Wii? i re- i know of it i've got a even stupider example did you know there was a fight club one on one fighting game oh yeah and fred durst was an unlockable character yes and every other character yeah. was just a shirtless dude yeah, because that movie is just a bunch of shirtless incels. <laughs> the really hilarious thing was that they couldn't get likeness rights for any of the actual actors that were in Fight Brad Club. Brad Pitt's not going to be in that game. No, so so like Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Edward Norton's characters were just a generic shirtless dude. That's pretty incredible. But it was uh, one of the first dumb. fighting games to have X-ray attacks with the Mortal Kombat as we oh. pay of. Yeah, yeah. You actually got to see bone snapping if you're into that. Do you think the Mortal Kombat games not have ever gone too far in terms of like we need to censor them? But is, do you think there's a point in Mortal Kombat games where you're like, all right, this is like a little too much for me to handle? Actually, I haven't gotten there watching, yet. But I, I know was, some that, people who have. That crossed my mind when I was watching the Mortal Kombat One trailer. I was like, mm-hmm. this gore just isn't fun anymore. 
Yeah, it seems mean. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just gross. Gore? It just looks yeah. realistic. And you and you hear these stories about the artists in at Netherrealm having to undergo therapy for PTSD because yeah. they had to like do a whole lot of research and look at actual like death videos to be able yeah. to replicate videos, replicate actual gore that looks like real life. You don't need to do that. I guess the fighting games that don't work, like Fight Club, like Sonic, are like yeah. in franchises where the characters just aren't distinct enough to survive in the environment where it's all characters all the time. Yeah, that's the thing about Sonic is everyone's kind of like a fast little rodent. And so. Yeah, it's just a dude. It's just a sort yeah. of weird homunculus thing that that has this one detail change to indicate what species it is. Yeah. Yeah, we and we also just don't get even in that period, like in the uh, kind of the the Super Nintendo, maybe the PS2 era, so that uh, mid to, mid to late nineties. Um, it felt like they tried to throw a lot of shit at the wall and to see what sticks, and a lot of things didn't stick, like Clay Fighter, which was just mm. sort of like a weird absurdist comedy, well, people remember, Primal right? Rage, which was dinosaurs, and yeah, um, Bushido Blade, which was interesting, which was the sort was of the one that uh, had the sort of realistic response to getting hit with a sword in that. Only, yeah like so, you could one hit kill most characters pretty much and so it was like a fighting game where like literally every move mattered um yeah. which i know is probably every fighting game but um yeah i always i always found that um found that really interesting i have a question for you how come fighting games seem like one of the rare examples where they haven't really permeated the indie scene like there are some there are some things like like skull girls and and them's fighting herds and uh, like dive kick and nidhog but think, it doesn't seem like no. we've gotten like sort of the like oh my god the indie boom of fighting games i think the simple answer uh and no offense to my indie peers here is mm-hmm. that they're kind of hard to make sure cuz if you yeah. can't get by with really solid design uh you need to look good yeah, and most of them have both really solid design and look really good. Like they've got top tier, like world class animators working on them. Yeah, especially the Japanese ones. I was, I was like, uh, you know, it being my habit, I was watching some footage of Guilty Gear games last night, I, sure. and knowing absolutely nothing about that game, the story or its characters, I'm hooked. Those characters I, look fucking awesome. <laughs> they, they look amazing. I love watching They're the it. coolest characters. Yeah. I was watching a compilation list of uh, every character's reaction to like this one specific character's instant kill attack, mm-hmm. which is where they have like this Grim Reaper ghost hovering next to them, and the Grim Reaper ghost like fires a like a missile at the opponent, uh, but the character sort of shoves the give Grim Reaper out of the way at the last moment and the missile just misses and it goes past them and then this fucking like nuclear mushroom cloud goes off behind them and the character just sort of looks terrified and then goes just puts their hands up and uh and uh the word surrendered appears in in, like big letters how cool is that like that seems like there's like there's there's no idea that's off the board in a thing like that you have characters characters that are like size of the screen characters that are tiny characters that are two characters Every character looks like they're having fun, and there's lots of like fun, silly animations. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is just like a doctor with a paper bag on his head. Yeah, that's fun. That's intriguing. Why is that doctor mm-hmm. got a paper bag on his head? Why yeah. is he like nine feet tall? Yeah, Guilty Gear might have like the a, a top tier character design of like any game over the last twenty years. I, like it, I, is, it is pretty incredible. I would absolutely not dispute that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Really, like, puts Mortal Kombat to shame. Well, we got a bunch of different colored ninjas. 
Do you like the yellow ninja best or the blue ninja best? Or, oh, I like the green yeah. ninja because he's hard oh, to find. Oh, you're the yeah. old, oh, you're one of those yeah. edgy types. Yeah. You like the green <laughs> he's ninja. A, he's, a, he's a lizard under his mask when he pulls his mask off. Ah, but have you um, considered purple ninja? Oh, no. Oh, this is incredible. This is where, this is when we start getting real deep. Uh, do you think there's a... a are there like properties you think that you you're like how have we not gotten a fighting game based on X? Because we talked about how many things have had fighting games, including like mm. every Nintendo franchise. If you pile them under, uh, you know, um, Smash. But like, is there is there something that's kind of like begging to be to be fighted? Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe like some kind of crossover fighter where all the characters are famous characters from newspaper comics or something. Okay, yeah. That will almost I, be like a platform fighter. Like, yeah. I, I only say that because I want to see a fighting game with Modesty Blaze in it. That's that's really all you want. That's all you I, need. I just really like Modesty Blaze. Yeah. I mean, most newspaper comics are kind of lame, but, yeah, you know, Modesty Blaze is uh, an amazing piece of literature. What's Modesty Blaze's? What's what's their whole thing? I don't know who that is. It's a uh, old British like serial strip about this gotcha. uh this uh lady who used to be like this super crime lord super super competent crime lord and her mm-hmm. main henchman and uh, they they tried to retire but they got too bored so now they they fight crime okay and they like that. that and they're like super spies and they're incredibly competent and they work together as an incredibly well-oiled machine i once said it described as competence porn which is uh, one thing. I like seeing things about people who are good at their jobs. Yeah, it's like uh, movies about people who are good at their jobs. Procedurals. Yeah, it's, and there's this good. running yeah. there's this running gag where every time they go up against a criminal organization, the low some of the lower level mooks will will hear that they're up against modesty blaze, and they'll just go, you know what, I'm out. Yeah, and just leave. And I just <laughs> and it's always fun when it happens. That sounds and great. I, and I really like the way the characters are written because. It, there's the like the two leads are this uh, crime lord lady, and uh, this and her main henchman, and they're written as absolutely devoted to each other, and yeah. functioning incredibly well as a team, but their relationship is completely asexual and aromantic. Oh, that's nice. They're just totally dependent on each other, and but with no romance or sex between them and it's not like they're like completely asexual characters because both of them like have it off with you know every guest character of the week all the time they both have like strings of lovers but they never get it together and i think it's really effective the way they very specifically do not that's perfect it makes a very quite an intriguing dynamic between the two but i could talk about modesty blaze all day and we're talking about fighting games Move over Summer Game Fest. We're talking about modesty. Someone Blaze make a modesty week. Blaze video game so I can talk about it some more. <laughs> but make sure it's good because uh, you can you can your heart couldn't take a bad one. There you go. Uh, uh, where, 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 I, I have some things to say. Do you want to? Do you want to go to? See? We have a lot of super chats and a yeah. lot of things. I was gonna. Are, I guess. Are, um, I guess related. to move on from the modesty Blaze thing, what would what would be your number one character you'd want to see as a fighting game character? Okay, well, I'm going to do two cheats in terms of worlds I want. Uh, I want them to do a Square one, a Final Fantasy one again, or maybe a Squaresoft RPG one again. Like, Air Guys wasn't cutting it. <clears throat> so I want a fighting game that has all my Final Fantasy friends and all my Chrono Trigger friends, and I want Ayabrea from Parasite Eve to shoot people with a gun. That would be nice. Uh, and then, 
you know who would be cool in fighting games? Pretty much a ton of uh, uh, FromSoft bosses. FromSoft bosses and characters. Like I'm thinking oh. about Artorius. I'm thinking about... Uh, a you know, FromSoft fighting game. Yeah, I can see that. That would probably do pretty fucking well. And I, or I'm curious if they'll ever... Um, you know, like the Soul series has is is owned by Namco. I'm wondering if they would. And Namco does a lot of fighting games. I'm wondering if they will ever guest in a fighting game. You know, at the very least, uh, I don't know who like the most recognizable FromSoft characters. If it's Artorias, you know, it's or hard no, to if it's, it's hard to picture just because when you're talking about fighting games, it feels weird to say this, but it's hard to take a character seriously when they're in a fighting game. It's yeah, sort of because they always have to be so expressive and characterful. Yeah, and yeah, it, and FromSoft characters never kind of like take the piss out of themselves. No, no, they're always just. I mean, there's a sort of a, an inherent absurdity to fighting games, especially yeah. in NetherRealm fighters, because because they like moved past the concept of it's just a fighting tournament in terms of plot a long time ago. But they still don't explain why these characters still fight exclusively in rounds of best two out of three in a very formalized setting. Because there's when rules. They just casually decide to get in a punch up for no reason while no. in the middle of something else. I want to patch it. I want patches in a fighting game. Not patches like yes. patching a fighting game, but patches. But the, the I suppose the visibility of like the uh, formality of fighting sort of mm-hmm. undermines any attempt at seriousness, if you see what I mean. The fact that you always got to have the announcer yeah. going, fight. And, yeah, uh, and you line up, and you can't throw a punch until yeah. until they say so. There's like yeah. a weird, there's almost like a sport like rule set to it. Yeah, and it has to be best two out of three, and there has to be uh, like a timer. There's an inherent fourth wall break immediately because yeah, it has to have yeah. all the rigging, as it were, of like a boxing match. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's I'm just picturing running into a boss arena in in a in a FromSoft game with the camera panning to the side and everyone has yeah. to stay put. Yeah, everyone then... take everyone has to take position. Yeah, so, uh, and then you... then you both like do your opening animation and take it in yeah. turns to do your opening animation to greet each other. Yeah, and then and then you have to fight the gaping dragon. Yeah, yeah. it's like pro wrestling. You know, everyone's got yeah. their everyone's got their come out music. Everyone's got their mm. gimmicks. It's speaking it's, of games that feel yeah. like a, uh, a sort of. A, a, an appendage of fighting games wrestling games we're like there you well. go yeah well uh stop me if this isn't the first one i just scrolled to the top of the chat as usual high sco gives 999 uh, no we have a couple beforehand you want me okay, to go you, do, you knock those out uh okay teldrin Wen with a 20 dollar dono thank you so much just wanted to pop in with an off-topic comment but gang Kutsuo is my partner's favorite adaptation of their favorite book and it really made their day when I showed them that my favorite video game critic appreciates it so much. Hmm. Yes, I talked about that that in my uh, extra punctuation on the anime is what I like. Uh, Oh, that was the Count of Monte Cristo one, right? Yeah, speaking of Japanese people who like pulp French literature. That wasn't off topic at all. That's incredible. That was actually on topic. Yeah, before we even brought it up. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, That is really funny. Um... Uh, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, 180 and welcome to Early Access. Oh, and as a, member, uh, or as a reminder to everyone, um, uh, if you sign up now for, for our $5 plan on Patreon, you get um, not only do you get Early Access, but you get bonus content. You get everything sponsor-free. Yeah, um, we never have to go through that shit again. 
Yeah, so uh, $5, everything's sponsor-free, and then uh, soon you will get uh, everything on the website ad-free as well. So um, there you go. So be be a patron and and be a supporter like I-80 and. And then uh, Gary Davies with a five-pound dono. Thank you so much. Death and the Return of Superman was my favorite fighting game, probably because of my past love of the IP, the comic and story itself, and Streets of Rage. Uh, that was an interesting one because that was a beat 'em up, which some people do consider fighting games. So yeah, DC Universe like fighters go way before MK versus DC. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one too, Gary. That was Blizzard. That was a weird, a rare, a rare Blizzard console beat 'em up. It's fun. Like, there is a, like a clear uh, link between fighting games and superheroes because, of course, Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom figured it out first, and I yeah. always felt DK versus. Uh, not DK. <laughs> That's a different thing entirely. DC versus oh, MK uh, mm-hmm. was a sort of reaction to Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. Like, okay, kind of they did all right out of it. Who can we hook up with? And like DC yeah. was like, "Hey, look at my new girlfriend, jealous." Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. Honestly, spot yeah. on. Uh, I'm now at Heisco. Is that okay? Nine ninety nine pounds and says can't make it live. Blimey, this was even before we started. Yeah. Don't tend to get good in fighting games. I do enjoy them for the single player and even for the lore stroke nonsense of it all. Be interested of your thoughts and wish you all a great day. Well, as we were yeah. saying, yes. Uh, I'm obviously more into it for the lore and the character nonsense, not so much the playing of it. Yeah. Yeah, you especially, I mean, the, the nature of zero punctuation, you don't have the time to get good. No, no. I mean, yeah. uh, barely have time to get through the story campaigns these days, especially yeah. the ones like fucking God of War Ragnarok. So, yes, definitely don't have time to master yeah. every single game oh. that comes along. Also, uh, the Two Trooper, or the Trooper, uh, thank you for subbing on Prime. Appreciate it, Trooper. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You know, as well as um, all the quick reaction stuff, it feels like every fighting game you have to learn a whole different set of button combinations. And with things like shooters and, you know, Souls-likes and action adventures, most of them Mm -hmm. will have a control system very much like a game you've played before. Yeah. So you can master, I can have mastery of, say, games where you can have a light attack and a heavy attack and a dodge and a block. Mm-hmm. But every fighting game changes the buttons around for every single character. I can't learn all yep. that. It feels like yep. feels like you should just give every character the same button combinations for their individual special moves, but apparently people wouldn't like that. No, we have to make it needlessly complicated to learn. Yeah, I always liked uh, uh, when you when you were playing a Tony Hawk game, you could go in and change the combination of buttons you needed to press for specific super moves. And I would just always do up, up, and then the button. Because like instead of having to remember what it was, I'd be like, well, up, up, square is going to do something cool. Up, up, triangle is going to do something cool. And up, up, uh, circle is going to do something cool. And Casey said there's a similar thing uh, in, um, I think it's called modern controls in uh, Street Fighter VI, to where uh, you are able to sort of make it so instead of doing half circle up square, um, you can kind of just do a direction and a button. That sounds like that sounds like the sort of thing I want. Yeah, so there you go. Street that Fighter. is what I want. I'll, I'll uh, use that then. Yeah. When I start on babies. it this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, Liam Bunny gives $5 and says, Intercourse, marry, kill. Shodan, GLaDOS, and AM. Who's AM? 
Am is the evil supercomputer from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, GLaDOS is my favorite. Showdown's okay. my, my least favorite. But does favorite. that mean you would shag them or marry them? I would marry GLaDOS because uh, they're at least very funny and clever and that would be funny to be married to, to someone like GLaDOS. Okay. Shag uh, Showdown. Kill Showdown. And then presumably uh, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I would make love to the uh, uh, AI from uh, I Have No Mouth But I Must Scream. That's the most dangerous of the lot. Yeah, definitely kill Am. He's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Alex Armstrong gives $10 and says, Missed last time something else, so asking here. Though Sonic 06 is known as one of the worst games, thoughts on it getting a redemption of sorts via the fan game Project 06, proving it wasn't flawed from conception. Uh, this is the game where Sonic snogs a human lady, right? Yeah, yeah no, no fan patch is going to fix that, Alex Armstrong. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, you could fix like the the jankiness of the mechanics and the the level design and the the, yes. the physics of the world. Yes, but um, there's no getting away it, from the fact that no one wants to see Sonic the Hedgehog getting his little furry leg over a human teenage girl. Yeah, and yeah, you would need to like uh, address the inherent like over seriousness that the game and a lot of Sonic things take themselves with. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with Sonic 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Alex Armstrong gives two dollars and says also worst game ever via intention is Hong Kong ninety seven. I have oh, never no. played that or know anything about it. Is it, a, is, it a, is this gonna be like a Custer a Custer's Revenge? I uh, can't imagine like anything being much worse than Custer's Revenge in terms of intention. Uh, yeah. No, it just looks like uh we got Bruce Lee doing a kick on the cover. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was a satire of it was I think it was meant to be bad. It was made in two days. Oh, okay. Well, people who are at 48-hour game jams, for one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Zebra, member for five months in early access, says, It's Zebra, not Zebra. I hate Bad. to say you're wrong, Dr. Zebra, but, uh, you know, if someone spelled Jennifer with an E instead of an I, I'd tell them they yeah. were wrong, too. Yeah. Even Shout if they Zebra, insisted though. it was their name. There you go. Uh, also over in Titch, uh, Thrash Gordon subscribed uh, on Prime, but I remember for three months and said, Nidhogg 2 was a nicely simple fighter with a tug of war uh, point mechanic that could make it very intense. Did you ever play Nidhogg? Yeah, I played a bit of Nidhogg. Nice, uh, straightforward uh, one-on-one uh, sword dueling game, just based yeah, on around yeah. like, and I like how there was positions. The, yeah, the tug of war of like, you need to get over X amount of screens. And so there's sort of this, like, you know exactly where you are in a match. I, I, I like that. Mm. I think that's neat. Uh, Michael Wolf, member for 37 months, says, Yatsi and Marty, what is game for this week's Zero Punctuation? And what do you think of Street Fighter VI? Uh, this week's Zero Punctuation is on Lord of the Rings Gollum, and I haven't played any Street Fighter VI yet. I'm starting on it this afternoon, as I keep saying. Both are precious. That was a little precious joke for you. Uh, I played know. a little bit of Street Fighter VI. Uh, I, uh, I'm excited to play more, although I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to put in. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of games coming out now. I bought Diablo, and I haven't touched it yet. Mm. we got Final Fantasies coming in like two weeks. There's, there's just a lot going on. I've been meaning to get, into, get back into the System Shock remake. I played it a bit, yeah. up to like the second level, and then got lost and forgot what I was supposed to be doing. So maybe I'll start again on one of the difficulty settings where they give you an objective marker. You were playing on difficulty without an objective marker? Well, I wanted the classic experience, you know? Sure, yeah. 
That seems to be getting pretty good reviews. It seems like people are enjoying that. Yeah, it's going down pretty well. But like uh, nostalgia based, maybe. Although yeah, maybe it's just yeah. that people miss the more classical design of video games. Sure. Uh, Vactor, member for 36 months in early access, says toasty in reference to the Mortal Kombat running gag. I assume. Toasted. And Liam Bunny gives $5 and says, Ryan B says Guilty Gear is one of the greatest examples of immersion storytelling. Agree stroke disagree. I'll agree it's certainly impressive from what I watched of it. I still haven't like looked up what the actual plot of the game is and I kind of don't want to. No. I feel like it would ruin it for me. Yeah. I just want to watch more animations of anime characters. Really, really weirdly over-designed anime characters doing funny things. Yeah, they put so much work into it. Yeah. Uh, John Connor, member for 15 months in Tip Jar. Have you played any Guilty Gear games, by the way? Uh, I've played like 20 minutes of Guilty Gear Strive. I the, have uh, most recent one. I haven't played any of them. And again, I kind of don't want to because it would probably spoil the mystique at this point of just watching the videos of the instant kills on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I've played uh, I've played all of both the um, Persona 4 fighting games, Arena and Arena Ultimax, which are also by the same developer, Arc System Works, so I think they play relatively yeah. similar. But those Persona ones are, again, examples of I played them only because I really like Persona, and it's more yeah. story of Persona, and it has the voice actors and everything. And yeah. That's kind of, I mean, that, I was the same way with like um, those Musou games. Like, I've never played Dynasty Wars or anything, but I played the Persona ones and the Zelda ones because I like Persona like, and Zelda. Feels like there can't be much visual personality mileage because every character is just someone who goes to a school. Uh, in Persona, yeah, they uh, they they sort of combine it with you. You summon your Persona as well, right, so it's right. kind of like yeah, dual dual nature. Okay. Uh, Zaratha gives 550 R dollars and says, believe me, since MK9, its story has been a matter of crazy debate on its presentation and failures. Let me explain. No, I won't. It's In not this that essay, hard. I shall. It's not that hard to understand, Zarada. They just keep rebooting the timeline. And I was disappointed after when they did it in MK11 because I thought MK10 was actually taking some interesting strides for the series. There was a bunch yeah. of brand new characters. Uh, there was a bunch of... Uh, a new story that's been like a time jump of like 20 years there was like like johnny cage's kid was a character now uh the plot actually gained a certain amount of nuance like outworld wasn't just a place where evil things happen it was like just an alternative realm where society was a little bit more feudal i thought yeah. that was interesting then mk11 they were like no all in the bin Aaron black's just a generic cowboy now i wonder what like what do what do hardcore fans of the Mortal Kombat lore want? Like do they do they want I'd, permanent change? Do they I'd hate just to imagine want... what a hardcore fan of the Mortal Kombat lore looks like at this point. Uh, they've had their spine ripped out of their uh, ripped out of their sockets. But I'm particularly mad about Eren Black because in Mortal Kombat 10 he was a really interesting new character. He was like a dude who was like an old west gunslinger who traveled to Outworld in like the 19th century and had stayed there and had sort of gone a bit native. So and he looked like how you'd expect he was like a bounty hunter dude who had some outworld things to his design and just a little bit of Old West to his design. He was between the two. And then in MK11, he was just a cowboy. Yeah. It sort of got, that sort of like threw away the stuck between two worlds aspect of the character, which I was annoyed to see. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah. 
do they also like uh th- does mortal Kombat like lean heavily into the the alternate costumes like uh, street fighter characters have like oh, all sorts of, fucking you know, costumes and stuff fucking netherrealm fighters are all about the cosmetics these days so you got oh nine, yeah you got nineteen thousand different costumes but they're all basically the same look it's just yeah man dressed as a cowboy although this one's got a yellow scarf and this one's got a green one fuck big off netherrealm big fan of man dressed as a cowboy uh also we had uh john connor in the tip jar thank you so much john said shout out to blaz blue central fiction blaz blue is another one of those series that I've, I've never gotten into i think that's also an arc system works um it's it's you know similar to guilty gear and in, in persona and i think central fiction was a visual novel i want to say hmm. so there you go uh dr zebra gives two dollars and says happy pride month goobers Ah, sure is thanks thanks have, dr zebra have pride in you. things this month and every month i'd say uh jack manson gives five dollars and says the scorpion movie was a lot of fun notice i didn't say good was there a movie just about scorpion I don't know if Jack means the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, which um, Scorpion was like a main character, wasn't the there's Scorpion been a bunch movie. Of, there's been a bunch of animated Mortal Kombat movies. Maybe there have been a lot of animated ones. Yeah, that was one of, maybe that was one of those. Yeah, it's funny. For a long time, too, that original uh, mid-90s Mortal Kombat movie was sort of the only good video game adaptation a lot of people would point to. Well, they kind of cheated because well, they, they just ripped off the plot of Enter the Dragon. Uh, it was legitimately just that, yeah. Yeah, it was just Enter the Dragon with Mortal Kombat characters facing yeah. over it, and Christopher yeah. Lambert uh, having what seemed like a really good time playing Raiden. Yeah. Something about playing main dudes in uh, fighting game-based movies where you can really get good performances out of people, and they seem to be yeah, having like, a good time. Yeah, oh, you know what yeah. I'm thinking of, don't you? You get a Raul? Yeah, I'm thinking of Raul. Raul oh, Julia in the Street Fighter movie. What just a, about what a the only reason to watch that film. Yep. Uh, Adim Channel, welcome to Tip Jar. Thank you, Dim Channel. Uh, and then Herb4NM gives 25 PLNs and says, I find fighting games fun up until the moment someone starts talking recovery frames being plus on block and damage scaling, then I just lose. Well, yep. quite. I, yeah, I still don't it's... know what, I mean, what's a fucking bounce cancel? Bounce cancel, I still don't know. <laughs> what's uh i know what anti-air is i figured that out there you that's, go that's a that's attacks that work on people who are jumping yeah because that's like that's just right in the name so we're able to figure that out it's just you know lingo yeah people, it happens everywhere in every field of endeavor people make up new words so they can separate the sweaties from everybody else yeah, it's funny. Uh, it reminds me of how, uh, so like Summer Games Done Quick was just held and I watched a couple speed runs of, of games that I love. And even the games I think I know really well, I see people run and the way they talk about them, I'm like, oh, I don't know this game well at all. And it's like that, but fighting games, everyone who's good at fighting games talks to them the same way. Yeah, well, it's good that there's agreed upon dialect, I suppose. There you go. Nick the OG gives two dollars and says, "Les Mis fighting game. Can I unlock Susan Boyle?" No, Susan Boyle. Think, uh, she was that lady who was like some amateur singer who knocked everyone's yep. socks off in the yeah. one of them televised singing competitions, singing a song from Les Mis. No, the fighting game. It's like pretty retro now. It was. It's like a two D pixel art thing, and I don't think it was ever finished. Like the build got leaked somehow. 
Oh, I was definitely picturing it looking like Guilty Gear. Yeah. But uh, it's a fun little thing to look up if you're interested. I think there's a fair bit of gameplay online. It does feel like a very unfinished game. Mm Mm-hmm. Scavenger gives $10 and says, I always feel the need to do a shout-out for Project X Zone 1 and 2, which had a massive cast, was a combination of fighting game and RTS game, and had a really fun story. Cry go. God, God my, my two bugbears come together at last, fighting games and RTS games. There's, that uh, game must have the sweatiest of the sweaties. Uh, but it has the, uh, it, it's the, I think it was Capcom and Namco. I think that's like... It was it was those characters, Capcom characters and Namco characters. Oh, so it was, like and it was also a monolith, developed by monolith. So it was one of them big crossover events, was it? Yep. How do you combine fighting game and RTS? I never actually played it. I th- maybe you you when when characters met on the battlefield, they would fight. I actually don't know. I I, I only know the game existed, and I just knew that it was there was a bunch of characters that I recognized in it. All right then. B.S. Marsh, remember for 36 months. Ooh, that's a long time. It says, when oh, you say Lupin, I only think of the 1983 Laserdisc game Cliffhanger. Also, I hope Marty had a happy birthday. Yes, I remember that. That was a Laserdisc that's game that's, that used footage from Miyazaki's Lupin the Third film, uh, Castle Cagliostro. I love that movie. Yeah. I didn't know they made a, they made a Laserdisc game based on it. Yeah, back when uh, CDs and Laserdiscs were a thing. And everyone just started making shitty choose your own adventure stories that used a lot of FMV footage. Oh my god, now I'm now I'm very interested. I thought the only Cliffhanger game was based on the uh, uh the Sylvester Stallone movie Cliffhanger. And I played no. that game. And it was not a very good it was not a very good um game. No, it was also another thing. Yeah. Uh, Alex Armstrong gives five dollars and says Smash game with Yahtzee's OCs. Robin Paul, Trilby, Tall Man, Chris Quinn, Scholar, twelve thirteen, elaborate gesture, Jacques McKeown, and Victor and Adam from Dida. Oh boy, let's see who understands all of those references. Why was Jacques McKeown in in quotation marks? Is that is that not their name? Well, you need to read the books. Okay. Oh, uh, spoiler, intrigue. Spoiler alert! Yes, the person who is most uh, frequently known as Jacques McKeown in the Jacques McKeown books isn't actually Jacques McKeown incredible but yes I certainly have made up a lot of characters and there'll be a lot more when Starstruck Vagabond comes out nine to be precise the nine crew members I suppose a fighting game out of those nine might be fun Mm -hmm. because they're all very distinct characters I've worked very hard on there you go they've all got different unique looks and personality types one of them has got a teddy bear for a head aww Alex Armstrong gives $2 and says, oh, and Derek Badger too. That would be awesome. Another of my characters. He was uh, in a game I made called Poacher. He was a dude with a shotgun. There you go. Uh, Jean Connor gives 550 Canadian, and says, Idol Showdown is an indie fighting game with VTubers made by a rabid fan. It's actually pretty good. Made by a rabid fan. I don't know why, but the idea of made by a rabid fan sounds yeah. scary to me. See, when fan bases yeah. get big enough, every now and again, you'll find these people who are somehow incredibly good animators or game designers making really good fan games yeah. that, you, that, you, that you just weep for because you know they're, they can never make any fucking money from them. And they yeah. just do them out of pure love for their thing. Yeah. There's a couple... I mean, I think the Sonic the Hedgehog fan base is like the... Uh, 
Ur example of this. There's a ton yeah. of incredibly well-made Sonic fan games that will never be able to make any money for the poor bastards who've sunk so much work into them. And I think least, that's tragic. Like, at you least know, the have you heard of, not like Nintendo and just being litigious against all of them. Have you heard of the Spark the, Le- the Electric Jester games? Yep. Those were all made by a huge Sonic fan who started out oh, making... really? Yeah, who started out making Sonic fan games, and they were really good. And yeah. uh, you'd want uh, him to actually make some money from them. And good yeah. thing that he went on to his own franchise that apparently is making him money, because he's onto his... I think they're up the to three one. games now, the Spark the Electric yeah. Jester series. I bought I bought the third one, uh, and, and people seem to really enjoy it. I played a bit of the third one. I didn't really get into it. I bought it because a lot of people said it felt like the best of old Sonic Adventure, and that was when I was getting into Sonic Adventure, and I bought it, and I also didn't get into it. That's but... not a high bar to clear, though, is it? Yeah, but I had Stockholm Syndrome from playing Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 back-to-back, and I was really liking them. There you go. Uh, guy on couch gives 275 somethings and says fighting games drop off because they quickly become pure ludo due to lacking solo content and eventually everyone hits a wall that requires way more effort than most are willing to give to overcome you know why fighting games might be big again it's probably because people are genuinely making a lot of money from being really good at them sure yeah tournaments like uh, they're huge these days yeah with online services anyone can be a world-class uh, Street Fighter player if they put the practice in. As long as your game has on uh, a rollback netcode. That's another one of those things. Oh, rollback netcode. I've never heard <laughs> anything being referred to as pure Ludo. I'm assuming I, in reference to Ludo narrative dissonance. I, th- I, th- I thought they meant the word meta and used Ludo instead. No. Like how, how games become about the meta and about the small tweaks. I think what he's saying is that it's become more about gameplay than narrative. Because, you know, Ludo narrative. Yeah. The, pre- the prefix Ludo just means related to games. Mm-hmm. There's that game, uh, that uh, that board game that's called Ludo. It's Latin that literally means I play. Oh. Did you know Fido, mm-hmm. the generic dog name, is also Latin? I did not know that. It no. means I have faith. Did you know uh, Ludo Chris? is a rapper ludicrous i feel like you're not bringing the fun facts at my level marty my, i think my fun fact was great i feel <clears throat> like you need to get up to my fun fact level i've already pitched ludo narrative dissonance which is ludicrous um and uh clint hawking talking about video game design so what else do you guys want from me well moving on uh scavenger gives five dollars and says indie fighting games tend to be devoted to people looking for waifus see melty blood fate stay night fight crab them's fighting herds wait well that's one thing i did notice watching uh uh guilty gear footage is that there's a lot of jiggly boobs in that sure yeah i don't like that there's a game called melty blood i think melty blood is a bad name for game um well that's uh uh undisputable but i think yeah, melty blood's bad I think fighting games tend to lean towards sexy outfits for the female characters for the same reason superheroes do. It's all about showing people at the peak of their physical uh, mm-hmm. abilities and sort yeah. of wearing skin-tight outfits and looking hot sort of goes with that. It goes together with that. Olympic villages, apparently they're fuck central from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. And they just, yeah they, just... they just can't keep up with the condom demand most times. Condoms the up Olympics the wazoo. Times, apparently. 
So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah the, especially Cammy in this new Street Fighter game. People on the internet are, whoo, yeah, holy I've seen, Moses. I've been looking at the footage very closely. Don't you worry. That's studying it for but research. You know, the, I mean, in all fairness, the men are all depicted as super hot, unrealistically muscular uh, types as well. It, yeah, it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy bodies for both the uh, boys and the girls. Everyone's yeah. got something they can fantasize over in there the fighting go. games. And then a series like Tekken is brave enough to bring in things like dinosaurs and anthropomorphic yeah. uh, uh, wooden beams and bears. Yeah, and people, bears. People who are into bears, like literal, just literal large bears. Yeah, just, yeah. just, 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 just a fucking bear. Literally, just yeah. a bear. But yeah, I played I mean, a lot if, of Tekken Three on the PS One, and I like, I liked all the strange characters. A little dino named. God. I remember when Mortal Kombat and the Mortal Kombat dude saying they were going to stop putting their female characters in bikinis. Well, they kept them in high heels. I noticed. Yeah. Because it wasn't realistic. But I was like, no, play to your strengths, Mortal Kombat. This is what fighting games are about. I mean, the <laughs> I mean, the men are all, like, uh, muscular, and you, there's uh, big, beefy bear men, but there's also willowy and willowy effete men, if that's what you're into. Yeah. There's a full man platter in most fighting games, especially anime ones. Don't be ashamed of your sexy ladies as well. That's what I say. Even Smash. Smash was where we, we found out about uh, 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 Solid Snake's nice ass. Oh, well, we'd always known about that. Nice job, some no, us, he didn't have a nice some ass. Some of in, us in paid PS1. attention when we were playing Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, he had that like tight old man ass, but he wasn't really an old man. It was just the yeah. man machines. Taking every yeah. opportunity to flex it for the camera. Yeah. Uh, Zaratha gives... <laughs> Uh, just remember that one animation in Metal Gear Solid 4 where if you lie prostrate on the ground and move forward very, very slowly, it looks like, like he's well, moving just by, you know, flexing his bum cheeks. <laughs> Animachine, son. But yes, Zaratha gives 550 R$ and says, he's purple, a prince, and his name is Rain. He's just the best ninja, because references. Salute. That's really clever. I didn't actually know that the purple ninja in Mortal Kombat was named Rain because of Purple Rain. And also, he's a prince. Yeah, that's great. You know, I've suddenly remembered uh, there's one fatality that Rain has in Mortal Kombat 11, I think, where mm-hmm. he does a strikes a pose and then a picture of a bunch more ninjas appear behind him laid out like the members of Queen in the Bohemian Rhapsody video. And I never uh-huh. got that. But now I'm thinking about it, if he is supposed to be like a pop music reference, then sure. Yeah. Clever. Seemed a bit, you know, tonally weird for something that happens just before someone gets hideously eviscerated. Also, shout out to us still remembering that 07 is a salute. We've remembered several weeks in a row. So I haven't been given a chance to forget about it. We, <laughs> we can still learn at our old ages. Uh, Zaratha gives two twenty R dollars and says, "Marty mm-hmm. forgot Dissidia FF exists." Smack my I head. I literally did forget that game existed. I, I want a Final Fantasy fighting game that is better than Dissidia. I want a good one. Uh, Camden Ninja gives two dollars and says, "Gang Beast is the funniest, therefore best fighter." Okay then. Yeah, there's a there's that whole genre of like goof, sort of like goof physics putty fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Zebra again comes back with $2 and says, can we just address Voldo for a second? I'd rather we didn't, Dr. Zebra, I mean, but like it proves we, a point uh, that there's something yeah. for everyone in terms of fighting game man action. Yeah, the sicko's here. Uh, yeah, Voldo's, Voldo's a weird dude. Voldo's yeah. a very weird dude. Yeah. Shout out to Voldo. 
Fill my ass up, gives 50 Norwegian kroner, and says, how do you feel about MK11 locking fatalities behind the loot boxes in the crypt? Bad. Well, I'm not too bothered by it, because I can just go to YouTube and watch all the fatalities very nicely uh, structured for me. I don't have to go through all the nonsense. So, yeah, it's like, also, are you going to are you going to learn how to do the fatalities? Like, just show me, not. show me the man. Get- so none yeah. of that affects me, so I don't care. Yeah, that's uh, life are, in the like, have, life in the first world, I believe. I'm trying to think of, of like uh, have fighting games. I mean, this might be an example of it though. But have fighting games uh, ever like succumbed to the like fucking garbage monetization? discussion that's around you know every other genre of sports games and shooters oh, well, i and keep trying to and, bring it up when a new, every time a new netherrealm fighter comes out and their fucking live service loot box bullshittery yeah. that all of their games have now yeah it doesn't seem like street fighter has that street fighter and it'll have like season passes with characters and stuff but it doesn't Injustice seem justice like, yeah. 2 was lousy with it lousy yeah. i say that's not good uh, Scavenger gives $10 and says, One last point. It bothers me in fighting games when character stories don't matter. Bob is trying to win the prize to get medicine for a sick mother, but if they aren't the canon winner, they can F off. Well, we need never hear about that if we're playing as a different character, Scavenger. That's one of the things I admire about fighting games is that you can take out any character and in any other work they would function as a protagonist. Mm-hmm. It's is- also impossible to have a canon story where every character wins, unless you lean pure in the yeah. multiverse. So maybe this is why a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't work as a fighting game, because not every character is on equal footing in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Some of them are just Sonic the Hedgehog, but they're pink. Yeah. Or Sonic the Hedgehog and they're a large cat who loves fishing. So why would you ever want to be anyone other than Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic the, the Big Hedgehog? The cat is wonderful. Game? Big oh, the cat's great. Course. It's got a fishing pole, he's got a friend named Froggy. Tsunami Dusha gives $20 and says, Greetings, gentlemen. I've always been a fan of SNK fighting games due to character designs and animations. From the art side of things, do either of you like characters for visuals or aesthetics alone? Have a pleasant day. Guilty Gear. (laughs) That's a perfect example. Yeah, Yeah. Guilty Gear. As I said, I know absolutely nothing about any of these characters except what they look like and how they act. And that's enough for me. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Having said that, Yeah, you you make a cool character and that's... I mean, isn't a lot of, like... When someone enters a fighting game, don't they usually gravitate towards a character they know or someone who's cool looking? Like, isn't that yeah, what a newbie Yeah, that's will what I always really do. Just pick whoever looks cool. I always liked characters who's just normal dude but wearing a mysterious mask. Ooh, like Vega. Yeah. Or um, dude with the paper bag on his head. Phantom of the Opera. Cadmon uh, Alima gives $5 and says, Kokonoe Mercury, love. Whatever what is that? that is. I'm going to Google it. Maybe I shouldn't Google it. Oh, it's a girl from Blaze Blue. Oh, of course. She's an anime girl. Looks like she's got cat ears. Something for everyone. Oh, of course, they, of course she does. <laughs> does, I suppose, she does. I suppose she has a windscreen where she winks and holds up the V sign. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have image searched that. All right. <laughs> that window. That got bad. <laughs> The first couple levels were fine, yeah. and then I got down yeah. into the doldrums. And, yeah, you'll yeah. save you'll save that tab for later, I'm sure. Ooh. Alex Armstrong gives two dollars and says, "Hope Nick plays Dark Souls two better than Yahtzee and Gabe." Salute. Oh yes, I noticed gamer. that we're going to need another goal to work towards on the streams. We will. We'll think of something. Nick plays Dark Souls two twice. Oh my goodness! That, that sounds like a very bad goal. 
Wesley Thomas gives 550 Canadian dollars and says, When you say newspaper comics fighting game, I imagine Buck Rogers getting eaten by Hobbs and Prince Valiant choking on Jeremy from Zitz's bong smoke. Prince Valiant, fucking hardcore. He'd be up there with Modesty Blaze in my newspaper comics fighting game. There you go. You also, you also skipped, you skipped so many comments. You just read the newest one. Oh, shit. My, okay, I think my I chat wanted- jumped down to the bottom like it sometimes does. Uh-oh. Okay, I found all the other ones now. We're on Big Big Bear, I believe. Big Bear gives five dollars. Fucking chat browser. <laughs> Semi-relevant. I do truly love seeing the evolution of Yati over the years. Not the animation, mind you, just him as a game critic. Thank you, Big Bear. I hope I will one day become a well-rounded human being. You're aging like a fine wine. Um Ah gives four ninety nine and says, I'm mad at how hard I laughed at Marty's Ludo Chris joke. Yeah, see how many $5 jokes did you have this stream? I'm, one. I'm mad at you as well for that. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> King, Dead, King Dead 42 gives $2 and says, Marty, up the wazoo is not how you use condoms. In reference to something we said a while back about condoms. You can condoms. use them up the wazoo. Condoms up the wazoo. You can use them. You can use them however you hey, want. Hey, condoms are more than stopping babies. They're also good for preventing disease. Which So they're very yeah. handy to have when you're going up the wazoo. Yeah. There also, there's plenty of great anime, like Condom Wing, Condom Witch from Mercury. A little condom joke for you guys. Yeah, I saw what you were doing there. Yeah, nailed it, crushed it. Uh, Zaratha gives 220 R dollars and says, and a tip for Marty's ludicrous wordplay. Salute. Man, everyone's jumping on this. And then Shantanu Bhatia gives 36.99 Arab Emirates Dinar, I believe, or Diran, one of those. Ludicrous does actually derive from the Latin ludicrum, as in stage play. So Marty was accidentally smart there. Well, look at that. Only in a very, very tangential and uh, shoot for the moon kind of way. Hey, broken clocks! You have to say about broken clocks. Uh, yes, they hurt if they if you fling them at someone's head. <laughs> they truly do. Herb4NM gives 25 PLNs and says, Talking about tournaments, let's not forget Nintendo being Nintendo, taking down Smash World Tour with a 250k prize pool. Yeah, also Nintendo's with a Urban real, M real shit when it comes to that. Oh, What's Urban this? M. That's easy. I see. Um, was, did, was there a Smash like tournament with a $250,000 prize? Yeah, and it was, uh, it was like a, a, a fan tournament, and Nintendo <laughs> shut it down because the dead was insane. I, I guess. I mean, it's, uh, it they also like, like that sort of prize is less enticing and more makes you sort of worried about the financial savvy of the organizers. Uh, Nintendo also, um, so they they shut the uh, uh, e shops down on uh, like 3ds and Wii U, so you can't buy digital games anymore on the 3ds. Twas and then thus. after that, they released a firmware update just to update the firmware and get rid of a bunch of old hacks so that people so it's harder to emulate on the 3ds and i'm like nintendo won't let us legally buy things but also don't want us to steal things I'm well like, nintendo, what are you again twas ever thus with games publishers yeah. monsters let's gripe about it some more maybe this time it'll actually change things i will thank you uh, Alex Armstrong gives $2 and says, more like pseudo-narrative pissonance, am I right? Which I think is a joke I made ironically in a zero punctuation once, which Alex Armstrong has presented without the same context. Crushed it. 
I like it. <clears throat> and then we get to yes, and then we get to uh, Wesley Thomas's thing that I already read out. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that, I guess we're out of super chats. Did Man, we, I got did to, we I got solve the problem this week? We never talk. We never at the end figure out if we solve the problem of the. Did episode. we? I think we were just the, the topic was just fighting games generally, and I got okay, into. Yeah, I don't it. think any of our. Time, I don't think any episode we're trying to solve problems. I mean, for someone who doesn't play fighting games, I certainly have a lot of to say about them. Apparently, and I also well, yeah, you, know a lot about them, like how you, there's a Les Miserables one. And you're going to be playing Street Fighter Six. You're going to be jumping yes. into that. We're seeing uh, gameplay footage of Mortal Kombat One on Thursday. Blech. They've announced during Summer Game Fest. I'm not that interested in that. Of, of what? Of Mortal Kombat One? Just because the they, they've changed the story? You're upset? Yes, I'm still upset. I mean, I haven't even gotten into the fact that they've called it Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. I mean, that was a. I mean, people have been doing that for a while now, but. You know, it was dumb even when the first two did it. I agree. What are the other examples? There was Xbox One. There was Battlefield One. Yeah. I guess my um, question is, how are you going to differentiate it from talking about the original Mortal Kombat One? That's the oh, the same way problem. we do God of War and Doom. Uh, poorly. And Prey. We there just differentiate go. them poorly. Yeah. We're just going to be sticking a year at the end of the title. In yeah. parentheses. They should- I was about to say they should be like Madden, where they just have the year. But Madden will also sometimes, for the 25th anniversary, Madden did Madden 25. And so now it's like, well, what's Madden going to do in 2025 when you have to use 25 again? Um, it's very confusing. I guess they I don't could, know what we're Well, you already said they could call it Madden 2025 as opposed to Madden 25. I don't like this. People are going to think you're talking about Madden 2020 and Madden 2025. I also called it Madam at a certain point. Maybe that's something. Madam, did you know they're making a Madden a Madden movie about John Madden and about the creation of the game Madden? Is this a response to the Tetris movie? Yeah, it's like a threat. I think it seems like there's this subgenre of films now that's just how a well-known product was invented. Yeah, you know what they call them? Uh, capitalist scum films. Biopics. Oh. B-Y. Biopics. Oh, that's clever. Is that yours? Yeah. Uh, no, I wish I would like to take credit, but no, it is not mine. Um, yeah, Flaming Hot Cheetos movie. Um, well, welcome to late, phone. Welcome to yeah. fucking late stage capitalism. Am I right? We're in the end game. This is post game capitalism. Yeah, this is like new game plus capitalism at this point. <laughs> yeah, everything's dumb. Jerry Seinfeld's doing a Pop Tart movie. If you want to know about the creation of Pop Tarts, the most I want to know about Pop Tarts is when is it going to go in my face. <laughs> I had a the Nike movie was good, though. The 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 Arab movie. I like that movie. That gets a <sighs> thumbs up from me. What a world that we live in. What a, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, as you say. Well, I guess we'll wrap things up then. Heck yeah. Shame, I was enjoying talking about the Miserable fighting games. If you could have one other um, uh, sort of classic work of, of literature or theater... Um, adapted in a fighting game mode. I guess I just want a general League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style uh, pulp cool. fiction of the era fighting game crossover. So you could that would mis- just be a cool game as well. Like, yeah. so Mister Hyde could beat up Captain Nemo, and you yeah, could, you could bring in uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, who just shows up and pays everyone to go away. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
Horatio Hornblower could come in mm-hmm. and get imposter syndrome and win. No, poor Horatio. All right. Uh, I guess that'll be it. For, oh, one more. A winged potato gives four ninety nine and says Popeye would make for a fun one. A Popeye fighting uh, him in the animation style of Cuphead. I can see that. There you go. We could add him to the newspaper comics fighting yeah. the game. There's right. been rumors of a Disney, of a Disney um, fighting, like a Disney Smash, Smash Mob. Didn't they? Not that Disney that? owns all IP. They got to have tried that at some point. I don't think so. They did Disney Infinity. Um, was we got a... that Multiverses recently, which was the Warner Brothers one. We got a Nickelodeon one recently. Yeah, is this a response to the Multiverses thing? Maybe, but Multiverses is weird. Multiverses was a game that was out for a year. Yeah, it's dead in early now, access. Isn't it? And then they, it's not dead. They removed it from early access, and then the game is coming out next year. And it, I've never seen that before, where a game is in early access for the better part of a year, and then gets completely removed, but not canceled. They're like, it's coming back next year. But I'm like, is it? What's going on here? Well, clearly not going to cancel a money-generating concept like that. They could cross over with literally anyone in that. There you go. The multiverse. Cross over with Inspector is- Morse. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Uh, TV Detectives crossover fighting game. Columbo. Kojak. Um, Perry Mason. Mason. Yeah, Perry Mason. We can yeah. have uh, from from Poker Face. Ooh, I can, I can get behind this. Jonathan Gadget. Uh John Nettles from Midsummer Murders. I like this. Yeah. And then you like sort of play up the characters. So like mm. give them all really sharp suits. <sighs> give them like visual characterization. Sounds incredible. Yeah, I I inside in like a motorized wheelchair. Yeah. Poirot. (laughs) That sounds so dumb. I love it. This this would work so well. Anyway, Dr. Zebra gives another super chat with $5. It says, Marty, when you say what a time to be alive, is that quoting Jasper from The Simpsons? I don't think so. I don't know what it is. It is one of those um, uh, like trigger phrases to where I say it and I don't realize how much I say it. It's a tick, yeah. It's a tick, tick, yeah. Uh, I don't know... So I mean the word constantly. I noticed sure. that recently. I tend to use the word constantly a lot in my reviews. I think uh, every, literally everyone has those. It's just you, uh, they get pointed out on people who uh, yeah. uh, uh, speak and talk extemporaneously and scripted on the internet. Often. Actually, the, ed- the editor just like got, uh, just sent back the first sweep on my next book and they mentioned that I used the word slightly like 70 times. Uh, you should think of something else. Yeah, I need to... Think of something was, else. Other, I need to think of slightly something else. Yes. Quite. Yeah. I was try, trying to point in the direction of I know, where I get the title to, is, and I don't know where it is. I need something else that's slightly. Ah. Uh, fuck that one up. I guess we'll, I'll be going through that with the thesaurus. Change one to moderately, <laughs> and change one to in a minuscule fashion. Yeah. Etc. What about Lil? Lil with a apostrophe. Don't be so foul. Anyway. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up quickly for any more Super Jets arrive. Thanks for watching, stroke, listening to Slightly Something Else. Uh, we've got more shit coming up this week. We've got the Gollum Zero Punctuation on Wednesday. Uh, tune in for that. And that's when the Darkest Engine 2 video will be dropping on YouTube at last for everyone. For everyone. We yep. skipped that so that uh, Tears of the Kingdom could come out for everyone the same week. But what are the depths, if not the Darkest Dungeon in Tears of the Kingdom? Think about uh, you, that. I'll take uh, my answer uh, off air. And then I've got a new extra punctuation for members Ooh. dropping on Thursday. That will be on the subject of stall, stall, 
uh, Zelda. Yes, it's Zelda related. Is it? I apologize. It is the best game ever. I was wrong. No, no, no. It's it. It mm. starts at Zelda and sort of tangents into a more general topic. Because you know, Nick's keen to get them Zelda clicks in. Listen, everyone's talking about Zelda. Don't blame this on Nick. Blame this on society. Okay. Blame this on the quality of game that Nintendo, the greatest corporation of all time, created for us. So what else we got on the Escapist this week? Holy Moses. Uh, later today, Hidden Gems, uh, the boys will be playing The Messenger from a few years ago. Play that one. I remember that. That's quite yeah. fun, that game. And that, that team is doing the upcoming uh, CS Stars. Highly, highly, um, highly anticipated uh sort of throwback to the 16-bit era of jrpgs coming well uh, well 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 how very nice so uh look look at us uh and then uh yeah we'll have uh uh, some some slightly uh, tweaks to our our streaming schedule this week because uh on thursday we're going to be doing um our big uh watch along to summer game fest live and day of the devs and the devolver showcase We'll probably go live, so we won't do our normal Thursday streams. So no Half Life, which we finished Half Life Two, by the way, great ending. I, I bet they're gonna, I bet they're gonna explain everything from that cliffhanger. People were kind uh, of disappointed by that ending originally, but then like Episode One and Two came out, and now that we've just been in a sort of permanent state of disappointment, they're just disappointed by the second by they, Episode Two now. <laughs> yeah, because they they ends on a cliffhanger, but they never followed it up. Then Alex came out and, and well, they, I, okay, they, yeah, they sort of followed it up in Half Life Alex, but in a sort of you know cop outy kind of way. Yeah, very um, very strange. So um, yeah, Thursday we should be going live around one thirty p.m. Central and be live for for several hours doing Summer Game Fest and Day of the Devs and Devolver, and then uh, same thing on Sunday we'll be live for for um, starting at about eleven thirty a.m. with Xbox and Bethesda and Starfield, and then next week uh, uh, slight something else will probably be a little later on in the day because at this very time next week will be um, the Ubisoft showcase, oh. so we'll probably end up doing slightly something else at the like normal ZP post CP slot. But still on Monday, so probably 3 p.m. or so. Again, I'm being shunted for showcases. For the future of video games. But we'll be talking about them, so we, we need all the fuel we can get. Okay, uh, and also, um, wanted to put on everyone's radar that um, uh, we, we have an exclusive set of, uh, of Adventures Nigh-themed dice from Ooh, our friends yes. at Dice Envy that will be coming next week in limited quantity. Uh, in in sort of the colors and iconography of the uh, four main characters, and so yeah. we'll have more to say on that soon. But just yeah. keep an eye out if you want Adventures Night Dice. It might be coming next week. Very limited, the way I heard it. Yeah, better you'll get to, you'll in. Have to, you'll have to fight people. Better get in quick. Hell yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's about it. it. Then yeah, yeah, thanks thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon, of course. Um, and that five dollar tier is is what you're going to want to be going forward because that is that is how you avoid all sponsorships going forward and and soon get the website ad free. So hop there on you there. go. Well, I guess that'll be it from us for now. Mm-hmm. See you all next time. Bye, bye. everyone. Toffee says bye bye. Toffee starts getting excited because he's reading the signs. Oh, Tuffy, it's time to leave. Okay. Bye, everyone.